Welcome to The Investigation. I'm John Santucci, senior editorial producer for ABC in Washington, and we are gearing up for a busy week, the Senate impeachment trial entering week two here in D.C. The president's legal team getting ready to present their side of the case. I'm joined by White House and Capitol Hill reporter Catherine Falders, and and we have had a nonstop <laughs> weekend of news, Catherine. I feel like we haven't slept, John. Um, but, but you're right. Of course, this is all uh, happening as that a report from The New York Times uh, dropped over the weekend uh, about the former National Security Advisor uh, John Bolton, who Democrats have uh, wanted to hear from. They've they've wanted to hear from him in the House. They've there's been calls to um hear from him as a witness uh, in the Senate. And, and you and I were discussing this a little bit, and it could uh, be changing the calculus among uh, some of those Republican senators who we've uh, been watching who want witnesses. Well, uh, on the phone with us now we have uh, Congressman uh, Mark Meadows, who's part of the president's uh, impeachment. Uh, team uh, up there uh, driving the messaging, a loyalist to the president. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Congressman. It's great to be with you both and certainly glad to join the listeners. So just to start off here, what's your reaction to uh, this news in the New York Times uh, uh, from John Bolton's book? Do you think it changes the calculus here with the trial? Well, I mean, the the jury is still out on whether it will change the calculus. It's not surprising, Catherine. You've been covering this here on Capitol Hill. You both have. You've you uh, you know that leaks come uh, uh, on a regular basis from my Democrat colleagues, and what we're talking about here is an unpublished manuscript uh, released by an anonymous source at the eleventh hour. Uh, in order to gain momentum, I would suggest uh, gain momentum on, on calling witnesses on the Senate side when uh, the House uh, majority and the House managers didn't do their job when uh, they had the responsibility to complete the investigation. And so uh, it, it's not a surprise. I think it, it was a surprise to the Trump defense team. They had no knowledge of uh, the the allegations that have been published in the New York Times. Uh, that being said, uh, this is all about a, a political narrative, and hopefully uh, uh, the facts will still support uh, not only acquittal, but support not calling additional witnesses. One of the things that, Catherine and and John, we have to remember is this. President Zelensky met with Ambassador Bolton on August the 27th. uh, And and so if the manuscript, uh, the way it's being reported, is correct, why did uh, a linkage to aid not come up during that conversation? We know that it didn't. We have testimony that uh, uh, suggests uh, multiple times that it didn't. And yet I believe that this is the assumptions and the presumptions of Ambassador Sondland showing up in a manuscript that was written after the fact. But these are, again, you say it's an unpublished manuscript. It is. It hasn't been released yet, the book. Uh, but these are John Bolton's words or his descriptions of these conversations with the president that gets to the core uh, of what this impeachment investigation is about. Shouldn't we at least want to hear from John Bolton? Well, I think what's the downside? Uh, well, the downside is is that in the House, when we rushed to impeachment in 78 days, uh, a, a process that should have taken a lot longer, if the House was going to be thorough uh, and they wanted to hear from Ambassador Bolton, they could have certainly done that 
by bringing him in as a witness. Uh, in fact, they were not serious about it. They were very serious about the political ramifications of speeding up an impeachment prior to a November 2020 election. And so uh, we've heard from 17 witnesses. We've actually heard from witnesses that interacted with John Bolton on a regular basis, and their suggestion that uh, Ambassador Bolton was uh, instructed by the President of the United States to withhold aid for some kind of investigation uh, is not supported by their testimony and by those facts. Hey, Congressman, just to be clear on one point, though, I mean, yeah. uh, House Democrats did ask Ambassador Bolton, along with several other members of the Trump administration, to come up. They ended up not subpoenaing him at the final hour because they didn't want to enter a court case uh, that his uh, former deputy, Charlie Kupperman, ended up having. Um, just to be clear on that point, you're, you're well, right. Clear, you're right that you know, they did not subpoena him. I appreciate but he you was bringing asked. it up, John, but let's be clear. They subpoenaed everybody else, and so at the point when they, they actually put forth a subpoena, for Mr. Kupperman and Mr. Bolton, they made a decision. They made a decision to withdraw that subpoena. And so the question is, why would they do that? Because they didn't want to wait for the judiciary? More importantly, they withdrew it because they didn't believe that they would get a favorable response from the judiciary. And and they were in a rush to make sure that they got this impeachment out there so that it's on the president's resume leading up to a 2020 election uh, for America. So then let's talk about the Senate, though, because if we do see a change here, right, that all of a sudden now you're going to see something happen, maybe witnesses get called. I know we're playing hypothetical crystal ball, but go with me here. Yeah, I think the jury's (laughs) out on that. I agree with you. I'm I'm with you. Even our sources, though, John. Yeah, our our sources are squishy on it, too. But one of the things that they have said, though, is that if the Democrats get their way and they are able to call witnesses, yeah. the Trump team gets to call witnesses, too. And one right. thing that we've heard discussed so far this morning amongst our sources is that perhaps they could end up calling Hunter Biden. Do you think that would be a smart move for the president's team? Well, it would be a good move. I, I don't know that it's a good move for America when we start looking at it. I mean, it, your listeners, the people that are listening in right now, they know that Hunter Biden has had no business being on a board of Burisma, that his resume didn't support that job, nor did it support a job that got paid so well, that that his appointment to a board had everything to do with the fact that he was the son of of a sitting vice president and nothing to do with his ability. That being said, uh, it it doesn't stop with Hunter Biden. Uh, Then what you're going to see is there's going to be a real push to have Adam Schiff testify. How did he coordinate with with a potential whistleblower. I know he says he doesn't know who the whistleblower is. Uh, most of us that have been in the room when during depositions do not find that to be credible. Uh, there's uh, certainly he may te- technically not know who the whistleblower is because they filed it right after he had been coached by his team. But, but let's call this for what it is. If we're going to have a number of witnesses at the end of the day, we will ultimately find out that there was no linkage to any investigation and yet what this will will drag on for months most of america most of the people listening in right now want us to be serious about something other than impeachment and that is lowering their prescription drug prices fixing roads and bridges and uh, if there's a top 10 list 
uh, impeachment's not on it for, for the vast majority of Americans. When you were talking about most of America and what the American public is, is, is thinking as they watch this unfold, uh, do you think most of America is watching this congressman? Well, I think, Do you think most it's having of an impact are following it. I don't know that they're watching it. The ratings, you know, the only the only the only people that are, have increased ratings with impeachment is CNN. And that's because they were so low in their ratings that they had to go up. So, I mean, uh, let's let's face it. Wait, when, is this Donald Trump? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when when we look at at, at most people turning uh, tuning in. When we we see what what's happening uh, uh, with America, they 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 fall into one of three buckets: either they believe the president is guilty and should be impeached and removed from office, or they believe that the president is innocent and and we should move on. Or the third bucket is they're not really following that closely. It's not a top priority, and they believe that Congress should do the job they were elected to do, which is actually passing legislation. And Congressman, before we let you go, obviously we're all going to watch how this week plays out, but you know, you, uh, you've announced that you are not seeking a re-election. Uh, you've not been on this podcast before, so I have to ask you, there's obvious reports that you are uh, considering potentially taking a role in the Trump administration. Where's that stand? Well, I, it, it's good that that Catherine got you to answer because I've already given her an answer, which is a non-answer. Listen, I, there's there's nothing that's been decided at this point. Obviously, I've had discussions with the president of the United States on on helping him uh, after I leave Congress. Uh, my main job right now is to try to make sure that he gets reelected. I can tell you, I'm very confident if. Uh, if they vote based on the accomplishments of the last three years, that he will overwhelmingly be reelected. But nothing has been decided, and so we're uh, sadly not going to break any news on your podcast today <laughs> on where I'm going. Well, that means we're going to have to have you back again. Congressman Mark Meadows, thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you both. Good to be with you. Coming up, there was an audio tape about President Trump talking about the firing of Ambassador Marie Ivanovich. It was obtained by ABC and the two hosts of this podcast. We'll tell you how we figured that out. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Investigation. I'm John Santucci alongside Catherine Falders, our White House and Capitol Hill reporter. So last week, there was some news that ABC News broke about an audio tape of President Trump during a private dinner in April of 2018 in which he was speaking with Lev Parnas, that is the former associate of the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. And they were talking about Ukraine. Take a listen. She's basically walking around telling everybody, wait, he's going to get impeached. Uh, just wait. I mean, really? it's, <laughs> it's incredible. It's get rid of her. Her right. One of the first okay, get her out tomorrow. We'll, uh, I don't care. Get her out tomorrow. <laughs> Take her out. Okay? Do it. That is uh, the audio tape that ABC News first obtained. Catherine Falders and I had worked on that for 
God Almighty, how long did we work on that from? I, I would say months is yeah. when we first heard that uh, that a tape like this existed and kept working our uh, sources who some uh, had heard of it, hadn't heard of it. Uh, and really, it was a, a month-long process. And then, of course, last weekend. Yeah, it all, it all just... I guess Thursday. It's I all... think it was Thursday night <laughs> that we fir- that you first actually uh, got, got the, mm-hmm. your hands on the tape, and then we spent the next several hours trying to figure out right. how that process was going to play out. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, though, because, you know, this... This proved a lot of things, right? I mean, I, I had several takeaways from it. I'm sure you did as well. The big takeaway for me is that President Trump can no longer say he never had a conversation with Lev Parnas, who was Rudy Giuliani's former associate. Yeah, that is really one of the main takeaways. And remember, this tape was in 2018, right? April of 2018, uh, which means it was almost the beginning. Now, and we don't know, there could be some more before that, but it was almost the beginning of this almost year-long effort um, of uh, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman, those two indicted Giuliani associates, uh, to essentially try and get rid of um, the ambassador, Marie Ivanovich, which has been the center of this um, impeachment uh, probe. Now, uh, along the whole time, before we heard the president's voice uh, on this tape, uh, the White House and Republican have said, look, he has the ability to remove any ambassador he wants. Fine. He, he does. And, th- and that's what the White House is saying now. But you're right. What it shows is the president said that he's never known Parnas. He's never been in a room with him. He says he takes photos with all sorts of people. Uh, but what our sources tell us about this particular dinner and what you could frankly see uh, on the video mm-hmm. um, is that that was a very intimate dinner. And that recording, John, was an hour and 20 minutes. And, and the president was clearly asking Parnas questions. He was responding. It almost sounded in a way like he was giving him a, a briefing. And we should should add that Fruman and Parnas, those two Giuliani associates, were indicted for campaign finance violations and conspiracy to use foreign money to buy political influence, have pled not guilty. But going back to that tape, it it really felt like you could have been in the Oval Office getting yes. a debrief from somebody on your National Security Council about the state of affairs in Ukraine and other countries. They, they talk about Poland for a second. They talk about Turkey. Um, and it's interesting, too, you mentioned um, at this table interacting with him. I mean, just think about the other people that were at this table. It's primarily donors. But it's interesting because you also have there not just the president. You have the president's eldest son, Donald Trump Jr. You have uh, several uh, top aides to the president, including his principal deputy chief of staff at the time, Johnny DiStefano. Um, and Parnas, during his interviews he did over the last couple of weeks, said that when the president made that statement, do it, he physically turned to DiStefano to say that. It's interesting, A, that that interaction happened, but then also, you know, the president makes such a statement like that, and you do hear the anger in his voice that he is pissed that apparently one of his ambassadors is speaking about him that way. But the fact nothing happened right after that, it's just, it's fascinating. No, it really is. I mean, right, you have a whole year of essentially nothing happening until this effort with, with Giuliani um, really uh, ramps up here. But, uh, but I think uh, what's also interesting about that dinner, John, is it's intimate dinner. Um, you mentioned that his aide, uh, Johnny Stefano, which would make sense given that he he was in charge of the personnel. Um, but, you know, only eight or some odd people sitting around that table. It also brings up the question, who else was there? We mm-hmm. don't know. And I say eight. I- I'm not sure. There was a very intimate, small group of people. But who else was uh, at that dinner? Were there any other uh, national security people, any other aides who would have had a role here? I think uh, what we don't yet know, uh, we know a lot of the participants, but we still don't know exactly who uh, was in that dinner. And we know from our sources 
that he turned to De Stefano uh, to give this this order, which when we broke the tape at the time, but we still uh, don't know everybody who was in that dinner and who he could have also been talking to. And and let's be clear also that you know we don't know what happened after the tape stops rolling. I mean, it's, it's right. interesting too. And at this point, I'm sure most of our listeners have actually seen the tape uh, that, that we were first to report. Um, there's some video at the top. You see the people taking photos with the president. You see uh, Parnas and Fruman, who recorded the video, Igor Fruman, his uh, former uh, partner. Um, they're walking around a big table uh, in the Trump International Hotel here in Washington, D.C. And then uh, Fruman puts the cell phone, what we think, is down on the table, face up, pointing at the ceiling. So after that, we really just hear voices um, for the most part. If you haven't checked it out, you can listen to more of our reporting um, and, and read it all up online right now at abcnews.com. But before we go, and, we, and Catherine, we, we talked a little bit about this with Mark Meadows, but just to circle back to where we began and, and, and this huge, huge story over the weekend from the New York Times uh, and this manuscript uh, that John Bolton has now put out there. There are several screaming headlines. Obviously, the one we talked about with Meadows is the idea that Trump was saying uh, in Bolton's presence and others that uh, holding up the Ukraine aid was a direct linkage to the Biden investigation. But I was also struck by the fact that Bolton alleges in this manuscript that he personally reached out to Attorney General Bill Barr to say that he had concerns about this entire thing with Ukraine, about the actions of Rudy Giuliani, and so on and so forth. Right. I, I think the, the bar element of that is definitely interesting, considering, uh, you know, the timeline of when the attorney general found out about uh, the, that he was mentioned on the that July 25th uh, phone call with, with the president uh, of Ukraine. So, I, I mean, I do think that uh, Bill Barr does have a lot of you know questions left to answer here. The other thing I would just note on the Bolton front, because um, we are starting to see uh, certain senators uh, come forward yeah. now. Mitt Romney has now come out saying that he believes it would be uh, important and relevant uh, for John Bolton to testify. We'll have to see if he ends up voting for that. But just, you know, to wrap this up, though, I, I, I do think the one person that we have not seen in public in a while on this, Catherine, is Rudy Giuliani. Um, and obviously, it is hugely important of what Rudy Giuliani was doing here. I texted with Rudy right after uh, the Bolton news broke. And this is what Rudy uh, wrote me, a long message. But, but here's the highlight. He writes, I used to like and respect John and tell people they were wrong about how irresponsible he was. I was wrong. He also goes on to say uh, that uh, his book is full of false and irresponsible barges to write a book about his failed career. I, I, I mean, there is no love loss here between the president's loyalist and John Bolton. And it'll be interesting yeah. if Bolton's not called to testify. I think we could see him in some form, be it an interview, press conference, whatever. I think he's going to come out swinging. I think he is. I mean, I, I think he's going to talk, especially in the wake of this manuscript uh, being leaked. And I and I will just go back to you know what, what Giuliani was telling you. What you know, he likes to text. What he what he was texting me the other day, saying that he, um, you know, he's preparing to testify because he's a potential witness. I just think, John. With the with Bolton, with Giuliani, with all of these senators uh, coming out in the wake of wake of the reporting, I think the tide is shifting here. I, I think you could see. Uh, you mentioned the Giuliani text to you. Look, there's no love lost, but I think an increasing amount of Republican senators are going to come out uh, and, and vote for witnesses. And Catherine, now we're getting word from our sources telling us the president's legal team is preparing an aggressive, drawn out legal fight to block the testimony of any of these potential 
potential witnesses. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun week. That is going to do it for this episode of The Investigation. Thanks to our producers, Caitlin Fulmer, Eric Molo, and Emily Richowski. For Catherine Falders, I'm John Santucci. Make sure to leave us a rating and subscribe to The Investigation. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week with another episode of The Investigation. The Investigation.